1: Hey Rich, could you tell me about Karin Classic but in 90s Eurobeat? No problem.
2: If you want to sell your car, get a slice of the action. You can choose a normal ad or an online option. It doesn't matter what you sell, a Fiat or a Beetle. Every month your ads in front are for a million people. Ooh, Car and Classic, Ooh, it's so fantastic. Ooh, Car and Classic, Ooh, it's so fantastic.
1: Smith and Sniff is sponsored by Car and Classic.com. So fantastic, Ooh, I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things.
2: Oh, I don't feel well. Don't you? No. Self inflicted. Went um, out last night. I was in London yesterday. London. Uh. Went out with some friends in the evening, missed the last train home. Oh, classic! Ended up having to stay over impromptu. Stay over, and um,
1: you brushed your teeth with uh, your finger. That kind of shebang. I d- didn't even have toothpaste. Oh I gosh! Did a
2: swig of water and a, and spit out again. So it's pretty pretty rancid experience. And then set an alarm for with some irony in fact oh. we were talking about how when you've got to get up super early your brain sometimes wakes you up even before your alarm well guess what that's exactly what happened i set an alarm for five forty-five so i could get the early train back
1: oh gosh that's... home
2: to be in time to, uh, to take the kids where they're going today where they are today and um but my brain woke me up at five thirty-five. oh gosh so a tight five hours of sleep And also, one of the reasons I missed the last train home is because I was about to go to the station and one of my friends had ordered another bottle of wine and went, come on, have a glass, help me out here. I didn't know you were going. And I was like, well, okay... And then Whoa. I thought well, I'll just get the late late train, but the late late train wasn't running, so that's why I. Oh, so you ran to get London. a
1: train that didn't exist? That's yeah. Good well,
2: because when I went, oh, actually, you know what? I'll get the late late train. I go on, pour me a glass of wine, and then someone went, oh, let's have some pudding. So then we all had some pudding at about oh, what, half ten, quarter to eleven at night, which was silly in that's retrospect. Too late. Then. Absolutely stuffed and full of wine as well. I I ran for a train that didn't exist and thought I was going to hurl on Paddington Station. I think there's a sport.
1: So. There's a sport there. It's the Drinky Olympics. I think we might have touched on it in the yeah. past. And do you remember? Do you remember a very old Smith and Sniff video where we discussed Formula Jangle, which? Yes. Which was involved endurance driving and a pasting table full of sherry, I think it was. <laughs> it was an amazing idea, even pasting though I said. table. Oh, sure. You're
2: obsessed with pasting tables since you went to that <laughs> also jumble.
1: Yeah, because they're always slightly bowing in the middle, like a sausage. They dog, are, aren't with, they? With bad back yes. problems. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> always, even when you Even when they're unladen, there's just an issue yes. there.
2: Or like a low quality stretched limousine where you just yes. look at it and go, hmm, I don't think that's... It's bowing. ...horizontal in the middle. That's yeah. right. <laughs> you know, when someone's done like a C4 Corvette or something and stretched it and you just go, hmm, <laughs> uh, is that banana shaped? I think it might be. It's
1: true, isn't it? In fact, the first BMW yeah. 1 series that offended me hugely by the fact that its sill line was curved. Yeah. And the, the curved sill line, I always said, it made it look like my cat, which was an old female cat that had had an operation and it had quite a draggy <laughs> belly. Oh yeah (laughs) And and the cat used to periodically ground out On sort of humps and bumps And I always used to think the 1 Series BM Just looked awful like that Because it just didn't look taut It looked unnecessarily flat Gunty, I'm going to say gunty
2: Gunty But then the original Range Rover And therefore the original Discovery Had slightly curved up sills Much more subtle than the BMW But yeah they were meant to look like a boat apparently Hmm Don't know why. Anyway, well, I began doing that, but you had you had a cat with a very poor breakover angle.
1: Yeah, she did, and she was lovely. But yeah, she used to graze. That sometimes you get tummy graze. I think on some terrain, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) tummy graze. We've all seen that happen, though, on with people in cars who. They haven't quite yeah. noticed the, the, the change in the surface. Or there's what those yeah. old country... I love those old country roads where the middle of the road is grass. It's a mound with grass on it and nobody's ever scraped it down. So it's quite a large mound. Um, and if you're not careful, especially in a, like a modern sports car with a splitter on it or anything like that, I mean, you're just goosed. Mm. You've, got to tra- yeah. you've got to traverse it pretty much.
2: There are, I think, few worse sounds in the world than the sound of a floor pan oh, being contacted by something hard and unyielding. Oh, it it's is. not nice, is it? Or even an exhaust system getting a bit of a
1: scraping. Oh, it's... It's, 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 it's horrible. It's, it's down there with um, accidentally uh, zipping one's foreskin up. Uh, into their trousers, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I mean, it's not. Well, I haven't I mean, done I don't that. Think since... That makes
2: much noise, does it? But no. But it's, it's the apart from the noise of the person who's done it going
1: ah. But you stop instantly. You stop absolutely. Instantly oh yes, and you can't yes. work out. Yes, it's out a, with a full it. freeze. It's it's, a f- it's it's freeze. Is it worse to go back? Is it better to keep going? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> You're right in that respect.
2: I did it once in the US in a Hyundai Genesis saloon, What's, the original Genesis, what, which a your very boy, nice car. your Yes, yeah, so and like I up. just zipped, zipped my, my knob hoodie into my fly.
1: No. I mean, I drove... What, in a car in park car. in a Hyundai Genesis?
2: <laughs> no. I mean, I grinded eight. I mean, I grinded eight. Zipped myself. I was I was going to say, this, to be clear, I'm talking about driving over something, and okay, banging the floor pan. I was in a Hyundai Genesis saloon with TV's Rutledge Wood. Oh yeah, out of out of Top Gear America and uh, The Floor Is Lava and many other things. And uh, he he was in the car with me. We've been filming, and we were heading back to the hotel. And I said, "I'll give you a lift." He got. We got in the Genesis, and I didn't know there were those concrete blocks they used to sort of, you know, divide up. <laughs> Parking space is very popular in America. Oh, gosh. Very hard to see in the dark in an otherwise empty car park. No car in front of me. So I just thought, I'll just go forwards, went forwards over the concrete block, and then it sort of, there was a, there was a thump.
1: It's a it sort of nice. floor pan pumice stone situation. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> it's, it's just awful.
2: <laughs> I know. But it was the also, I kind of froze, I stopped the car and kind of froze, and then looked at Rutledge, and he was just like, oh, man. And that was, that was just like, what do I do? Is it backwards or forwards? Or And that was, it was full foreskin in the zip moment. Oh, awful. But to be clear, it was a high endigenesis on a concrete block. Nothing to do with my...
1: Nothing to do with you. Traces. No, no, no. Um, maybe maybe listeners have got, um, they can regale stories of um, floor pan scrunching incidents. Uh, usually the slow ones are the worst ones rather than a sort of grounding out, yeah. um, you know, like yeah. humpback bridge saga. Or something like that. It's always something slow, but very aggressive. A bit like, I think, in previous podcasts I've mentioned, I caught my son watching um, very slow uh, narrowboat crashes on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's all, it all unfolds very slowly, but the, the sound and the severity is quite high. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Another good one in a car is uh, a, 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 the corner of a wall.
1: Oh, and don't. effectively,
2: sort of, you know, racing a car but again. Stop, and what do you do? Forwards or backwards? Either way, there is going to be more horrible noise before you escape from the situation.
1: I did it. I did it recently, Richard. It's did the you? first time I've damaged um, a press car in, in a really long time, oh. and I, I did it on a, the BMW i Seven. And uh, it was on my own, on my own wall, uh, on my own drive. Oh no! Because it's such a long car.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I
1: thought I got the the angle of the dangle right, and you have to mm. really almost go into the verge on the other side of the road to swing it in. Yeah. Um, and I just caught like the tiniest of, of catches, but it was enough. It was enough to just score a line down the side of the arch, and, it, and I felt devastated because I don't like damaging cars. But yeah, it's horrible, no. isn't it? Because the bricks no. are so. I mean, I mean, whoever whoever put that wall there is an absolute trombonist of the highest order anyway but i mean <laughs> it, it's such a low wall and it's completely invisible at uh, night as well uh.
2: hey actually i almost damaged a car and this i didn't but i remember thinking afterwards it's a freaking good job i didn't because it was in that um, genesis gv60 i was driving recently which had matte paint oh gosh thought. yeah and what happened is i was turning into a very small car park which had sort of brick gate posts on it but only up to you know if you were standing there probably up to just above waist height but then had you know um stones on top of them like you know a, saddle a stones.
1: is that what they're called they used to call them sad- saddle, stones. saddle stones
2: so you know what i mean it's like a, a, a paving stone but it's got it's beveled yeah whatever you'd call it yeah. anyway one of those so they they overhang the the brick post itself yeah and i was turning in as somebody in a peugeot 406 estate was making a total hash of maneuvering in this tiny car park it's only got room for four cars so i tried to turn in tighter to get out of their way and i just looked in the mirror as i did and the pointy bit of that topper on the gate post was millimeters from the haunchy rear wing of oh. the genesis
1: that, would have, that would have I left spotted in time Oh, left no.
2: a scar, but on matte paint, I was like, "Shit, how would they even repair that?" Because I don't know how they've achieved the mattness. I assume with a top, probably it, a, it, a film, isn't it? I don't know.
1: No, well, if it's if it's if it's real paint, it's um, it's a straight from the gun application, and it has to be done perfectly because you can't wet flat it down uh, and do it again. God. So it's yeah, actually, yeah. I think, it's more expensive um, to uh. repair. But um, oh, you're so lucky! It's a bit like when. Have you ever seen people um, measuring and cutting floor tiles or bathroom tiles? You have to yeah. do the severe score line, and then you crack it, don't you?
2: Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: you almost did the severe score line, and then you needed yes. to just go out there and just crack, <laughs> just crack, the-, just crack <laughs> the arch over <laughs> your knee, and yeah, then just
2: ringing up Genesis and going, yeah, I've, I've, um, it's okay, you can now butt the car up to the uh, the wall. The skirting board. And the pedestal. And I've, I've scored it. The, the yeah. toilet pedestal. pedestal. Well, not like the, the previous owners of our house. who I, I could never figure this out. Our downstairs loo, it's got square tiles on the floor, quite small ones. But then just around the pedestal of the loo, it has tiny round tiles. Very tiny. Round. Like the size of a 10p. Yeah, round. And they're all just set into... Um, you know, a bit of ground. It looks shit. And it looks unhygienic as well because it's basically a piss trap down there. And I was like, why have they done that? And I suddenly realised, I bet it's because the bloke did it himself and he didn't have the skills to do <laughs> tiles that would go around the pedestal. He didn't have the, 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 you know, he couldn't cut them in that curve. So he just went, screw it. I'll, um, I'll just use round ones and cheat it. And it looks awful.
1: Did you just say a piss trap?
2: Piss trap. Yeah, it just looks. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a picture. Do you know honestly, you don't want to see.
1: Oh, I, Well, not really. Do, do you do you remember? Um, uh, was, it, was it in in the last um podcast uh, when I went to the auto jumble? Yes. I, I found. Do you remember it's sort of no name no name motocross jacket, Captain Bootcut guy? Yeah, yeah. Well, every time I looked at the the, the trousers, I, I get thinking about. Your description of boot cuts from ages and ages ago, which they were, were they were the gents' toilet piss mops? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they are, are <laughs> <laughs> sort they? Of, which really that me be howling, because I just thought, yeah, you go to a semi-flooded, massively vandalised gents' toilet in a pub or a club, and you are just sweeping mm. up, just... All, oh, it's all of the urine. Awful. In. Awful. <laughs> I
2: mean, but having having been in swinging London town this week, mm. boy, the boot cut is back. What? A lot of, lot of boot cut action. Seriously, which, if it's happening. I, I sort of assume you know the the. the the groovy people of London are doing it. It'll be across the nation before you know it. But yeah, it, specifically the boot, boot cut, cuts. not
1: just the baggy nineties jean.
2: No, okay. there's boot. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, definitely. Boot is and back. also, you know, combat trousers are back. And, um, what was it? did they used to call them. I had a pair that those trousers that have got a, a loop that you, you know, they're, they're kind of, a, work, you, workers you denims
1: yes like a like a it's, workers and
2: you've got a, they've got a loop and you, you're supposed to you know you put a hammer put in it a hammer stuff. in Obviously it yeah people don't because they work in advertising and they're on the tube in london but that's i saw some of those you know you're getting old when you kind of go oh shit i used to have a pair of those and i gave them away if i'd kept them i could have been fashionable again but um, i've actually still got a late.
1: pair but they're covered in emulsion because i use them <laughs> oh. for decorating <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i won't wear those again out but um
2: I get so emotional baby. So the boot
1: cut is back. So the so damaged gents toilets across the nation are going to be
2: mm. welcoming. Well, the floors are going to be a lot drier. <laughs> but the but the washing machines of the nation are going, going to be <laughs> in a state overtaxed of overtaxed. Oh God. By The quantity of other people's urine how to remove from
1: <laughs> denim. Oh, uh, gosh. Man. Anyway. <laughs> I love the fact va- when you're hung over it, the conversations are always fantastic. I was going to bring something um, up, actually. It's the only one thing I was going to bring up was, um, you know, the, the film world is overrun by superheroes these days. An uh, awful lot of um, Avengers and all that stuff. It's not really my bag, if I'm totally honest. Um. So I feel like, and I think, he's, I think he's a little bit quiet at the moment, but I might be wrong. He might be very busy. I just don't know what he's doing. Um, I think it's time to bring back Nigel Mansilk because I think <laughs> Spider-Man's had his day. Spider-Man's been there and he's done it. The franchise is frankly a little tired and, and, and overstretched. So bring, bring in Nigel Mansilk. He's more stealth, he's more unassuming, he has the same ability to flick his wrist and blast out a sticky web of man silk. No, oh daft, no daft arachnid body, body stocking costumes, just a middle-aged brummy man... Work. With alarmingly What's good... He wearing you <laughs> wearing a racing overall, perhaps? No, no, he's not. His superhero costume. No, he's not. He'll actually. have a slightly sponsory shirt underneath his sensible coat. OK. Um, but he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, just, just an average middle-aged brummy man with alarmingly good gymnastic abilities and self-generated silly string capability. And I think... Right. I think this could be the next Deadpool. Uh, it's Nigel Mansilk. Y- right. What are you thinking?
2: Um But are you Mansilk seeing this? Means something rude.
1: Well, doesn't it? Hmm. Am I? Yeah, no, Mansilk no. Mean, Mansult mean, means something rude. But the thing about Nigel, and that's why he's a superhero, is he can blast it out from his his wrists, God. and he can swing on it because it's actually weight bearing. This stuff is weight bearing. So. <laughs> What's has he been eating? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, okay, that's part of the narrative that I haven't, I haven't written. Oh, yet. right. Okay. Um, good. So, good.
2: You've, there's a there's an origin story. I hadn't.
1: Thought oh, if about he that, if sorry. he if he goes hungry, he can't he <laughs> can't just blast and, and climb up walls and swing and stuff like that. There's no way. Mm. he has got to mm. keep his diet mm. up. Mm. Got to keep his energy levels Mm-mm. high. Mm. Um, mm. But the, 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 what I don't know yet is I don't know what missions we're going to send Nigel mansell on. So. I'm offering. It's it's an open. Uh, Let me ask you just
2: just one thing. Is it is he going trad tweed cap or promo obligated sunseeker baseball cap? No, two solid Mansell looks.
1: Yes, they are. I think I think that's the difference between um, civvy street Mansell. And then mm. on a mission, you've pissed me off. Now there's a vendetta going on. Oh, see. <laughs> then you know, you, <laughs> know you know, because you've got the sponsorship cap on. And yeah, uh, I don't know what sponsors there would be. I can't remember the last no, sponsors that Nigel was involved with.
2: It's I. Mean, it's, I sort feel like the thing about Mansell is that you know he was even amongst racing drivers absolutely on brand for whoever was paying him to be on brand and you know I sort of it felt like you'd invite him to a black tie do and he would still wear a Sunseeker cap yeah if he'd agreed with them yeah that they were his sponsor so I mean it's probably on a rolling basis it'd be like that bloke out of 30 Rock who's always got a different cap on <laughs> in each episode but uh, so that Ansel would be
1: just that, that's what he would be Nigel would be yeah he'd be wedded to the okay. to the to the sponsor and um, yeah but I think what would be good is he could infiltrate so many different scenarios and bring that British deadpan but to a, a, a Hollywood audience. <laughs> He's definitely you know got that.
2: Actually, it's funny because I was walking down Tottenham Court Road in London yesterday, and uh, apart from a lot of piss hovercrafts going on <laughs> on people's <laughs> legs, I saw a man who was, you know, when someone's just clearly, you know, very cool in a sort of metropolitan kind of way yes he there was this quite young bloke and he'd got a mustache right and and so as he walked past i was like wow he's got a strong tash there but it was it was one of those tashes where it was almost like there was no taper it was like two rectangles what? arranged at a slight angle to each other uh, on his top lip. And I was like, that's a, that's a strong moustache, but what does it remind me of? And then I realised... Like an
1: Errol Flynn kind of number.
2: But it reminded me of Nigel Mansell, but not his moustache. It was like two Mansell eyebrows just arranged. So
1: a, br- his nose. a, a brow tash,
2: A brow tash. yeah.
1: Gosh, yeah, did he look like um, that very creepy guy from the band Sparks, who I'm, no, I'm still a bit scared of?
2: No, his moustache is thin, isn't it?
1: Oh, his is wispy. Yes, yeah. it's wispy. His yep. is more like... Um,
2: you know, Craig David used to have that incredibly thin beard.
1: I do. Um, I I George Michael George Michael enjoyed one of those as well, I think, for a time.
2: He did, yeah. There, there were periods when George Michael sort of had like... Like he'd been wearing black lipstick and it had run down his chin. Yeah, it was amazing. It was three sort of three
1: thin and that yes i used just to how I used to do you do that? i used to aspire to it i went through a phase of having a not quite that good unfortunately um but i had face furniture not too dissimilar to that i'm just going to say that mm. I'm, and it oh, was the 90s I, I think it was the 90s mm. um no actually shit it was the early 2000s um as well well
2: i think you had that when i met you did you not yeah i might have done actually your sort of Green Day phase. I, I mean, did. You had uh, yes. Spiky hair and
1: yes, it, it was a, like you'd
2: drawn your beard on with a mascara pencil.
1: Yes, that's right. It was. Um, it was a sort of new metal uh, era, perhaps. I. Mm. Yes, it was. A, Do you have the time uh, to sculpt your little beard? <laughs> it takes about <laughs> nine hours to get it all straight. So um, the irony is, I don't actually like Green Day, but I. Um, <laughs> I there we Do go. You not? No, not really. I find um, I, th- I always found them to be unnecessarily quick. <laughs> <laughs> <And then laughs> so, so actually, that my favourite Green Day song is "I Hope You Have the Time of Your Life," which is a slow song, a slower, yeah, because I could I just like digest it. Do you? Yeah. See, they were never yeah. as well, good I was, as. I, just, I don't know. There's as...
2: no point where I'd go. Oh, I'll just stick some Green Day on, but I do. I feel like I, they're one of those bands. They were Blink One Eight Two. Let's put it like I that. I don't dislike them.
1: No, I don't hate them. I just think Blink One Eight Two were better. Ah, and still are, frankly.
2: Controversial.
1: Yeah, we'll get letters. Although, um, although American Idiot's a good track because mm. it's um, quite poignant.
2: Hang on, actually, if you in your uh, spiky hair, thin beard phase,
1: yes, quite baggy trousers. Now. Oh yes, yes. They were, there was a cap, lot of
2: just baggy no. Yeah, but they have like straps and things on, like you know, loops a cu- and shit. Yeah,
1: couple had hammer loops, and mm. uh, yeah, I had some <laughs> <laughs> it was quite... funny? I it's don't. Not... Stop. I don't know. Hammer loops. That's the thing. Mm. I think we, we've reached an age where that there's been so many cycles of fashion, where we've yeah. definitely we, there's definitely photographs where. I can show my children, and they—they—they're laughing so hard they can't say anything for five minutes. And you just go, "Oh, okay, all right, never mind." <laughs> and I think that's—I—I—you I, can't change it, can you? You can't change the past. You just no, go, "Yeah, I was in—I was in my late teens, or I was in my early twenties. I probably thought I was quite cool. Almost certainly, um, I wasn't." there we go every time though that your kids laugh at you for some previous fashion misdemeanor just
2: take a picture of them on your phone and go i'm showing you that in 30 years time yeah that's true and that'll that'll learn up
1: that'll learn They'll them learn.
2: yeah that'll learn them well i know. mean there's a photo i wish i could find because i've seen it sort of relatively recently and it was kind of kicking around as a loose photo in a box somewhere not in a pack of me leaning on the back of my first car wearing wow. now i can't this, really describe the color kind of uh, sort of ochre,
1: maybe. Oh, yes, trousers. Trousers. Wearing ochre and, trousers and a
2: blue, a very blue T-shirt. But it's the ochre trousers that are, that are the they, sort of the standout from this. Are they massive and at the time? No, I don't think they were actually. I think they were narrow. But, uh, well, I've yeah. got a
1: picture. Maybe I'll dig it out for the benefit of patrons. I've got a photo of me on my first motorbike. I say that I only ever had two. but mm. then, um, And I'm in the back garden. I'm in mum and dad's back garden. And I have, and I think I was 14, I have purple tracksuit bottoms on and large <laughs> glossy black curtains for hair. And, and I think I might have had a tie-dye T-shirt on as well. So yeah. it was a very, very nineties, extremely nineties mm. photograph. Mm. Uh, but I was very proud of that motorbike, even though it was a bit shit, <laughs> frankly. Uh, but it just goes to show that you, you you get what you're given. I saved up for that bloody thing. I worked really hard, did a lot of weekends for uh, for the MT50 Honda. Oh, mm. that my brother hand painted yellow and red. Um, <laughs> yes, the um, curtains haven't come back, have they? Well, so I, I, th- I think they're starting to. A, they? a bit like the intentional wispy tash. I think it's, mm. yeah, I do. I do think it's, I do really? think it's a thing. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, keep them peeled.
1: Would you like um, it to? <sighs> I mean,
2: mm, they did make a lot of people look like twats.
1: Yeah, they did. Um, I think.
2: But it's funny you should on bring On a case-by-case up- case basis.
1: I was only li- twenty-four hours ago. I was only listening to the Stone Roses, and uh, just a reminder uh, because that was prime Curtain Hair era. Yeah, and uh, well, the
2: Mondays were really your Curtain Ambassadors, weren't they? Because <laughs> I, I think the Roses Coutonians.
1: went The Cut. Bolan- <laughs> I'm sure there's a the Manchester pub called the Bolton yeah. Curtain, which would be great. <laughs> The bowl of (laughs) curtain, The the bowl of curtain. (laughs) Yes.
2: uh, Yeah, Uh, yeah, there probably was. That's the thing. I mean, the curtains, I don't know whether Manchester was in the curtain vanguard, but I suspect it might have been because it was so wrapped up in the baggy movement. But certainly there were a lot of lads at my school at the, the late 80s, certainly into the early 90s, who were Curtonian's.
1: And, uh, oh, were there? Were they regular the, curtainians, ears yeah. if you will? Oh, ears uh, thats a good one.
2: To, to varying degrees of idioticness, but uh,
1: yeah, that was very—it yeah. was very popular uh, when when I was at school. Really popular, mm. and I have to say yeah. that um, yeah, listening to the Stone Roses again for the first time in ages—I love the Stone Roses. They're so good, um, so jolly, and melodic.
2: Uh, did you um, do you listen to a whole Stone Roses album?
1: I, I didn't. It wasn't. Okay. No. Yesterday, I listened to maybe three tracks oh, while okay. I was washing up. There's, just to be specific,
2: you remember the second album, which wasn't much cop?
1: Although I, I liked the second album. I did. I liked the. I certainly I loved like the first. Listen to it and reappraise it because I, I like, mean, love da- spreads.
2: Yeah, Love Spreads great. is good. and But then that was the single, so it sort of needed... That was probably the best track.
1: And the intro track, Daybreak, this is the Daybreak. I love uh, that track. I mean, the intro is massive. There
2: was a period. Do you remember, it took him ages to do, and it finally came out and everyone went, uh, And then yeah. soon after that, a mate of mine went to get out his copy of The Second Coming on CD, yeah. opened the CD case, no CD. Oh, and he mentioned this to a friend of his who went, that's weird because my CD's missing from my copy of The Second Coming. And they developed this theory that the Stone Roses were roaming Britain, breaking into people's houses and stealing back The Second Coming. Seriously? So that no one could listen to it anymore because they regretted it.
1: Oh, well, I, I mean, I, I actually think I'm, I could probably reach my copy of The Second Coming while well, sitting here Well, if the disc recording. is
2: missing, this will be spooky AF.
1: I can, I can try and find it, but it might not make for a good podcast because I might be rummaging no. for a little while. Okay. So I won't right. do it's,
2: that. Not, it's not ruthlessly alphabetised in a rack.
1: No, not, okay. Not, okay. no not since terrible. moving. No, that's, mm. that ship has sailed, my friend. Well,
2: have a, have a look in your, at, at leisure and let us know. Um, I'm and sorry to talk about cars, but I something I'd written down that I wanted to mention to you is about spare car keys. Okay. Because my Panda doesn't have a spare key. Didn't come okay. with one. Blake, yeah. I bought it off. Sorry, it's just got one key. That's fair enough. You know, yeah. It's a 13. No, it's not. It's a 16-year-old car. But at the same time, so I was, you, know, you, can't, you can't do anything about it. You go, no, I demand you get me a spare key. You just go, okay, fair enough. It's an old car. It's only got one key. It happens. Yeah. And I suddenly thought, where's that spare key gone? Who lost it? Which person in this car's backstory lost a spare car key, and what kind of fuckwit
1: are they? Because I just don't get it. (laughs) It'll be in someone's kitchen drawer. It'll still be in a kitchen drawer. That's the only solution. Well, because um,
2: I had a Ford Fiesta ST as a long-termer from Evo. Yes. And it came with two keys, because I was having it for a year, Folds, Gave me the key and went, There's the spare in case you need it. And I was like, Oh, that's very, you know, it's so good of you. And then went. it had the wheels nicked off it. Did it? Yeah. Not long. Well, actually, no. It was Is this in London? It. When you were yeah. living in London? Yeah. And it was left on bricks. Horrible feeling when you go back How to your car. Oh, was it? And yeah. And I didn't know what to do, because it's teetering on bricks. I was like, oh, shit. So in the end, I was like, oh, I better ring Ford and tell them what's happened, because it's their car. And they went, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. We'll send someone over with a set of just, you know, any wheels that will fit, just to get it back. And then we'll, we'll take it back to the workshop, and we'll check it over, because it might have damaged the floor pan if it's been sitting on bricks. Oh, don't and talk said, about okay, damaged well, floor well,
1: pans. You're it no, straight back we to... Go, circling r- back. Yeah.
2: But... um but I said, well, OK, I'm, look, I'm, not, uh, I'm not at home for a bit, but I can meet you and give you a spare key or whatever. And they were like, oh, don't worry, we've got a spare key for that car. And they told me that they any cars they order for long-termers, they order with three keys so they can give the journalist a spare and they've still got one back at the workshop in case the journalist is a complete arsewit and manages to lose both keys. Hmm. Or I suppose if they need to go and get their car back. But then what happened is... I'm when, not
1: saying I've done that before with Ford... Just have a, you um, it's got nothing to do with being stranded at heathrow once oh in the long stay well, car park in the dead of night it? no <laughs> 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 what,
2: what you lost the key to a ford press car um, and then you realized when you got back to the car in the car park
1: yeah yeah the key may or may not have been in another country oh my when God. i got and <laughs> yeah it was it was a it was a not great time it was a not great time. It um, was it was a it was, a, it was a, a brand new second the second generation of Focus when that first came out, whatever year uh, that was.
2: Yeah, two thousand and four.
1: Seven, yeah, five. it was. It would have been about that time. Yeah, and I got back very late from the Arab Emirates, and it was a frosty night, and I didn't have a coat and I got oh. all the way out to the long stay car park and then realised, just stood there and rummaged around in the bottom of my bag where, uh. Uh, where I where where I I have my bunch of keys and it's like, oh, there's no keys oh. uh. I'll be in, my, be, in a, be in another compartment and then five minutes later where all my stuff is just spread around the floor of the damp car park <laughs> I'm going, oh shit they're still on that conveyor belt, aren't they, where you have to strip search. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, they were. And my house key. Uh. So, yeah, it was a really complicated 24 hours after what that. What did you do? I... Uh, I'm not going into it in this podcast in detail, but I had to make a very late, awkward phone call to an ex-girlfriend who lived in London to ask if oh. I could go and sleep on her floor and then <laughs> phoned folds so that they would meet me there the next morning, take me to mm. the long-stay car park with a spare key, get mm. the car out. Then I drove home and then I smashed my way into a rented house that I was living in. Oh, no. Yeah. It's that simple. Okay. It was a sweet, Jeez. sweet twenty-four hours. Lovely, lovely guys. <laughs> Ford, I have to say, Ford were wonderful, and and uh, and the my the lady that I let me sleep on the floor was lovely. Um, she was renting a flat that was Dermot O'Leary's. I don't know why True. I'm oversharing this detail, but the, the, the reason is because she had to get to work really early the next morning, so she just popped her head around the corner and she said. I've got to go to work. You'll be fine here. Just on your way out, just pull the door. And it's a, you know, it's a Yale lock, so it'll just lock. Okay. Mm. And I was sort of a bit tired because I was like, yeah, okay, no worries. And then as she walked out the door on autopilot, she set the alarm. Oh. And I heard it go, meh. <laughs> and I just froze in bed going, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, it, and then I, I, I moved about, I moved one hand towards my phone about a mm. foot and the whole place just kicked off it was absolutely <laughs> deafening please tell
2: me the alarm automatically phoned Dermot O'Leary when it goes off
1: well I don't know and if, if Dermot's a listener <laughs> well, I've a, we've actually worked with Dermot O'Leary since this um, so many have, years later I, forgot yeah, about that, yeah. I should have regaled the story to him but I wasn't sure whether he might be annoyed but yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> no. great cheers yeah, cheers. not a very good story. Thanks
2: anyway. Though. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, let me just recap. Uh, you you set off the alarm in a flat that I once owned, but rented out to someone else. Great yeah. story, John. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, Enjoy. you might want to tell that on camera when we when we go live again. That would be great.
1: <laughs> yeah, the punchline um, was especially good. I mean, we all enjoyed that bit. Yeah. Yeah. There
2: wasn't one. <laughs> yeah. And then what? Oh, there's nothing. Okay, just an empty <laughs> void of you getting driven back to <laughs> road parking. Um, well, anyway, when when my fiesta long-termer was returned to me by faults with new alloys on it with two locking nuts on each wheel oh wow on the safe side for braces um they dropped it off and i think pushed the key through the letterbox but it was their third spare key so now i had three keys for that car oh my word and then when i returned the car i forgot about this because i put the third key in a safe place because i was talking to someone at fault and i said i've now got your third key and they went well as long as you don't lose all three keys we're okay and i was like no i will put the third key in a super safe place and it was such a safe place so when i returned the car to them after a year i gave them back the key and the spare forgot about the third key and it lived tucked at the back of a drawer for many years and then i found it and i was like oh shit this is the key to that fiesta so i said to thought i've got a key to that Fiesta. And like, well we've sold it so this is irrelevant information so i think i've still got it somewhere because it felt dirty to throw it away it's like trying to get rid of light bulbs you don't quite know what you're supposed to do with
1: them so you can't throw oh, an um, old car key we take it to an auto jumble <laughs> yeah, but it's the obvious key for a car that yeah, i, I, no, I, no, I, I saw a milk i saw a milk crate full of very very rusty and probably thrown in there pistons for a car. And what? as my brother pointed out, he said, "No one, not only will nobody know what they are, but he said nobody mm. reuses damaged, corroded pistons in anything unless they're totally deranged." Oh, yeah. So he said, rather than weighing that in, someone's gone to the effort of putting it in a tired LDV pilot, driving it, to, <laughs> driving it to Nottinghamshire, <laughs> laying it out in a field, and then going. Does anybody want to buy this? <laughs> no, they don't. Okay, I'll put it back in the van and I'll go home. Hold on,
2: hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What you say? This auto jumble was basically in Nottinghamshire. It was.
1: It was basically in Nottinghamshire. Yes? I thought it was in Lincolnshire. Oh well, this is no. Excellent. It was basically. Yeah. It was basically, basically in, Nottingham- in Nottinghamshire. Yeah, yes. I'd love to see William Willard there if he had a tarp down with some old VHSs. Yeah, he's just
2: brought his own. Like he's brought the steel wheel off a of Cortina. With a tire still on it, so he can just prop his leg on it wherever he's standing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, he's got That's loads of windy. bits of press cars that he accidentally kept, and they're, but they're all from yeah. the eighties. <laughs> he's got <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely loads. He must have driven over a thousand cars. That would be amazing. A piece of
1: each. Chris coffee um, has gone to get the weak tea. Tiff's not even there because yeah. he just said, "I haven't got the time for that. It's too boring. It's too static. I'm not doing that." <laughs> so Tiff, oh I, Tiff is there? He's riding around on a slightly crooked. Chinese no-name quad bike getting into some terrible uh, <laughs> near misses. Anyway, with blokes wearing bad leather waistcoats.
2: Anyway, as you was. I work? was trying to find a, a picture of my old um, long-term Fiesta, so I could check the reg and then see if it still exists. But unfortunately, I can't find one, so um, that's no good. But anyway,
1: Fiesta Anyhow. forever, forever. All night long, all night.
2: But yeah, anyway, so my, my, my main question is, like, how do people lose car keys? Because they're quite precious things, I think. It's, it's a, I, mean, I know it happens, obviously, but at the same time, it's just like, at what point, how old was my Panda when it became yeah. a key orphan?
1: I, I, I've heard that, and, and this was from someone who was selling an, a 911 Porsche that was not... That old. I'm going to say it was under f- under six years old, mm. and it had one key. And he oh. po- he pointed out in the advert mm. that um, he has a dog, a gun dog, and the dog really enjoys stealing and burying keys. So he said, "I can tell you oh, which field geez. it's in, but, <laughs> but I don't know where." <laughs> Genuinely, I can tell you which field oh, the God. key is in, but I can't Get find your metal it. Metal detector out. Well, this is where you Shit. need to be a detectorist, because yeah, those yeah. modern keys. I mean, your your panda key will probably be about thirty quid from a main dealer, but uh, and I would, well, I would, it's a flip key? But all right, all right, calm down. I seem to remember Fiats
2: of that era didn't didn't Fiats of that era come with the blue key, which was your master, master. key for getting a key cloned if you needed to, because it, it, you had to have the um, immobiliser chip module thing yeah is that the one you've got it was like five grand or something no it's not because i think the blue key was just a it wasn't a flip or a or a remote it was just a a, you know a normal key with a blue end on it i think can't remember Well, you think i think i think i don't know but anyway so there we go no i'm just i'm just it's it once i started thinking about this and then i started getting sort of mildly vexed about it and going which idiot lost the key to this car the other key because it's just you know because I, 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 like my range rover's got a spare key i mean it's a bit shabby but it has got one and that's an old car
1: yeah i've got spare key. have you have you ever got i mean i've still got i think i'm sure i've said this in a previous cast or it might have been on a video I did involving Hillman Avengers, because I've still got my mum and dad's Hillman Avenger Master Key. Oh. Um, but that's only because you couldn't really sell it with the car because the tip of it snapped off once in the ignition barrel. And I remember my dad going oh. to hell and back, trying to get it out with a series of powerful magnets. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but I've a kept series it. of powerful magnets. If I remember, I, and Dad will correct me because Dad does listen to the cast. Um, I am pretty sure he borrowed two very powerful magnets and then and used like you know sort of dentist scrapers. He's got a couple yes. of those little dentistry scrapers in his toolkit, and so he was trying to coax it out of the ignition barrel whilst drawing these two magnets up. The, yeah, the, and seeing if it, and he got, he got it out and yet. Ah, got it out. That's good. Yeah. Good work. My dad's ah, persistent. Why did he have
2: dentistry tools in his toolbox?
1: Well, my dad's old school. So when he's out in the garage, uh, one minute he's decoking a head. Next minute, he's <laughs> he's scraping out, I don't know, some bad gums. I'm not sure what he was doing. Uh, I think it's because dad always has, or had, has in his tool toolkit just implements that he knows will be useful when you're scratching your head trying to solve a problem. And de- those sort of dentistry hooks and scrapers are really good <laughs> for intricate... I mean, they probably use them for grouting or yeah. tile-related matters. Very, yeah,
2: very delicate grouting with one of those. But. but I
1: think people can relate to that. Like, before you could get those telescopic little magnets that you, you'd get a, a dropped bolt out with that are very, very useful yeah. worth their weight in gold... Mm. My dad just had a small, almost sort of cartoon-looking red horseshoe magnet tied onto a piece of string, <laughs> and it's still in his toolkit. And you just lowered it down like a <laughs> like a lucky dip.
2: You buy it from the Acme company. Yeah. Um, it, it, the coyote does all his <laughs> shopping.
1: It's <laughs> exactly. Cartoon magnets, yep. It did look so cartoony. Um, Actually, so, while,
2: I, you while you're over here, I'll have an anvil that I can drop on someone's head, please. Uh, do you want them to go
1: accordion-shaped? Oh, yes, please, yeah oh yeah definitely i'd love that accordion <laughs> yeah so so that's why it's got so magnets all magnets are a must for a toolkit it absolutely must
2: yeah yeah i love it i just love a magnet so do i've we got this little magnet that i don't know where it came from but it's incredibly powerful i mean it's not a it's not a practical magnet i think it's off the back of something as it's, it's come off it's just a little red rectangle but it's stuck on the fridge but it's really hard to get off, and when you stick it back on again, you feel like you could just pinch a bit of skin.
1: Oh. Something great about a powerful magnet. <laughs> I do a bit of magnet fishing with my son. Oh, do it's, you? It's one of my new hobbies. I you never I, knew I f- that. Really? Yeah, yeah, we've been doing it a fair amount over winter. And so um, you've got a
2: mega powerful magnet then on a rope.
1: I, yeah, I, I've I, I've got a quite a long piece of rope with a couple of carabiners yeah. on the end, and. Um, yeah. And this this magnet's probably about the size of uh, you know a clay pigeon. <laughs> it's about the size of clay yes, pigeon. I use that as a metric for everything. Well, yeah, it's about the size of a clay pigeon. But what's really cool is, is um, it it? I did it because I wanted to encourage him to come for walks with me when I just wanted to get fresh air in the countryside, mm. and of course. Now I've realised that the best places to go magnet fishing are where people have been throwing stuff into lakes, rivers, canals, mm. and really that needs to be uh, in an urban area. So we're trying to find, in uh, his words, not mine, more ghetto places that we so can. So, like a bridge
2: over a canal in in a built up area would be fertile ground. Oh,
1: it would be incredible and we found i mean that we haven't found loads but i did find what i think to be a leaf spring from an old car um mm. a bit of pram uh <laughs> a bit of computer uh, some money and and oh, and, and money and, yeah and over a railway bridge we 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 were doing it under a railway bridge an old railway bridge mm. And we found mm. a couple of you know the big rivets and bolts from from said bridge. It was an old rivet yeah. bolt bridge. We a couple. So either when they were repairing it or building it in the first place, they would have dropped a couple in. We have got some yeah. of those, but it's it's quite cool because you're sort of litter picking it as you're.
2: Enjoying yeah, well, the that's it. It's presumably unlike fishing, you don't throw it back. This is the whole point that you no,
1: you you go and put it in a bin or recycling and
2: retrieve some, and yeah, it, it, but then. If you, is the sort of holy grail is presumably like people finding, you know, guns, and guns and motorbikes. And they're,
1: they're they're the ultimate guns
2: and motorbikes. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> firearms and motorbikes are the Great ultimate. Band. So there's some there's some YouTubers that do it a lot and they document it. And one of them pulled out like a full Suzuki GSX-R one thousand, <laughs> but they were doing it in they were doing it in a city like I don't know, not basically Nottingham or Birmingham. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I. And there's also grades of magnet, and you can get magnets. This is why I was saying it to you. You can get some magnets that are so powerful, it's almost a two-man pull. So you need to attach two set two ropes to it from two different angles. So it requires two know. guys to heave it out. Because yeah, if yeah. it attaches to something, you'll never get it back.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: but it's great fun. And I'm, I I I bought an entry-level magnet so to just test the water to see if he was interested. And Wesson's like he's really interested he, he asks to go we'll, we'll go this week actually and um yeah. so i think i'm going to get a more powerful one i'm I, i'm at the sort of l and i'm going to go gl or glx right I feel
2: do you um, have to be careful when putting your very powerful magnet into the car that you don't accidentally it just sticks to the car
1: yes that's true i put it in a plastic bucket one of, like a children's uh-huh. beach bucket because I have had that issue before. <laughs> I have. I, I, use a, I use the children's beach bucket because when, when we're finding small artefacts, I can just decant them into there. But yeah, yeah, I've had that. I've put it in the boot of the car and then realised it's clamped so hard into the boot floor that I have to like stand in the boot and pull <laughs> as hard as possible because the magnets are plenty powerful things. Well, that's it, and
2: it's it, presumably there. Also, if you, you bring it in the house, if it escapes from its bucket, that suddenly it's like covered in paper clips or lapel badges or whatever else of small metal items you've got
1: hanging around. Oh yeah, loads of it, loads of it. But I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to some real treasure. I am looking forward to see if we can find maybe a car key or a firearm.
2: Yeah. I'm very if you much, find the key to my panda, I'd very much appreciate having it back, please. But
1: um I'll see I'll see what I can I, do. If anyone's lost anything of any interest in a canal in Britain, let me know. Um or if hey. anyone knows where I can get a very powerful magnet from. I'm I'm ready to it feels upgrade. Like you've now.
2: got a you've got a sort of second YouTube channel in brewing here. Johnny Smith.
1: Well Metal uh, Hunter. I don't know. Harry Harry Metcalf will do it before me. And then I'll be <laughs> Harry's <reunited>. magnet. <laughs> he just Harry's surrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to uh, Harry's Megan. Um, uh, so we're just here next to three, yeah. some fly um, tipping. <laughs> uh, in a local pond.
2: Just here in uh in Holt, et cetera, et cetera, and uh Seem to have dredged up uh, an entire Ducati from the canal. So, uh,
1: but the good news it's is it's one of ten uh, made. Um, so I've just I've just stuck it through the auction out <laughs> of pure curiosity. Just made just made I don't know fifty four thousand quid. So that's pretty good. Um, so anyway, next week Saxon Gold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seem have found a bag of Krugerrands
2: at the bottom <laughs> of a lake near Spalding. <laughs> No, Harry
1: Yeah, Harry would go to Lake Garda And find, you know, like like a sunken pre-war Bugatti That everyone thought Found found a 250 GTO And the amazing thing is It's in immaculate condition Yes, it has an amazing race provenance And nobody's claimed it So therefore, Mm. it's mine It's Um, mine I'm going to take it to Ian (laughs) Tyrrell Ian will smile and point at it And happy days So there we go (laughs) (laughs)
2: i reckon harry harry you know he's he's probably got like a real kind of like super pro magnet rig maybe it's an electron magnet
1: oh stop it he'll have he'll have his agricultural magnet he'll back the tractor up to the water's edge it'll be a trailer magnet it's like a trawler you know it's like turning up to a fishing competition with a trawler
2: Well, he just dangles the magnet over the water. He doesn't even have to put it in. And then he just turns it on. Oh, electromagnet. Everything just flies out of the water. It's magical to behold.
1: Don't do that because because he'll do it. Harry, if you're listening, please don't do it. (laughs) You know I you're like about,
2: you. You're about a mile down the canal and suddenly your magnet gets attracted to his electric magnet, and you get dragged down the towpath. <laughs> what, well, I'm doing some sort of magnet
1: jet skiing towards Harry yes. Metcalf? <laughs> <laughs> Harry, shut it off! <laughs> oh, gosh. Listen. Just yes, the camera in the background. You can see the two anglers stuck to his electromagnet listen, by their wedding rings. If, Ch- if Charlie Metcalf's listening to this, which I know he does listen to, Charlie, mm. tell your dad, don't get involved with with magnet fishing. Yeah. All right, <laughs> just stay don't in your it. lane, Metcalf. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: Yeah. Ah. Anyway, it's, it's an interesting spin-off of the the Harry franchise, but um, now no, the All Night um,
1: Garage is probably. Yeah, You're doing very well. Just needs to ramp that up a bit.
2: quite lucrative just in the um, selling Jaffa cakes to stoners. Area. Completely. But, uh,
1: On that side of things. Um, yeah. I
2: saw, a few weeks ago now, but I wrote it down because I wanted to mention it to you. Yeah. I saw, I think, a new benchmark for misery. Oh. It was a Volkswagen T-Rock Cabriolet towing a caravan. Gosh. And I just thought, the choices that these people have made in their lives <laughs> are inexplicable to me. Yeah, T-Roc Cabrio is bad enough, but then you're towing a caravan with it. It's an unlikely tow car, but also just awful.
1: It, do you know the thing about the T-Roc Cabrio? Because I remember doing a review on it. It would have been in 2020, I'm sure. Did you? Yeah, it was one of the well, it was one of the sort of semi lockdown um, videos that I did, and mm. I was. I, I was annoyed. I got very annoyed with the whole product because it was replacing something that was better. Um, and VW quietly killed the Golf Cabrio. They didn't really talk about it
2: mm. much. Yeah.
1: And I felt like that was wrong because it's it's been a mainstay. It's been a handsome Cabrio for so many years. Mm. Uh, and yet you've replaced it with something which clearly is going to look embarrassingly out of date within minutes. And... Mm. I just don't see the rationale of that. It's just really irked me. So, yeah. I actually went down to a VW dealer in Essex and borrowed a one of the last cabrios I could find for, on sale. Oh. And just to drive around the block and remind myself of how much better it was and cheaper. <laughs> I was almost doing real journalism, actually, back then. That does sound like F&C, Doesn't it? Which is, yeah, yeah crikey. Wow.
2: Yeah. Um, I'd, no, I'd, I'd also, as a side note... Could you confidently name all of those Volkswagen crossovers that have got T in their name? Oh,
1: you bastard! I knew you'd say that. No, this. I'm not
2: asking you to because I couldn't. I just realised I sort of feel like the, 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 the Volkswagen range has slipped from my grasp.
1: Well, it has? There's the T
2: Cross and the T Rock, and the there's another one.
1: There is the
2: uh, T Bag or something, and I just can't. I'm losing, totally lost track. And they're not alone. There's lots of car ranges now. Where I kind of go.
1: Well, Skoda, Skoda's the one that flummoxes me. You've oh the, yes, you've got the Karamak, the, the Kodiak, the yeah, Kodak the
2: K-Hole. There's loads yeah, of them. Yeah, it's...
1: the Conica, uh, yeah. the Chronic. That's <laughs> uh, Doctor Dre's favourite one. Um, got the <laughs> cranky, Cranky? Um, <laughs> the yeah. Jeanette cranky. Yes, yeah. Got that. So I, I genuinely, um, can't, you could put, you could put a twelve bore to my face and say, name all of the. The Skoda product's beginning with K, and I, I wouldn't right. get them all. He's
2: like, just pull the trigger, mate. It's yeah. not going to happen. let's just
1: get this done.
2: Yeah. it's Well, I suppose the same is true of the Seats, the equivalent Seats. What the hell are they called? There's the tobacco or something.
1: Oh, the, t- <laughs> the, the tobacco. The Trussix. The yes. <laughs> the... But then what's the, the a ar- arousal? Tabasco? Is
2: something... Tabasco, that's it. Yes, the Seat it's... Tabasco. And it's quite a vinegary. Yes. Um, is it Arona? Is that one
1: the Arona? Yeah, that's the Arona, ones, isn't it? I, because I always well, see my Sharona when I'm following one of oh, on
2: my Arona. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So hold on. Da, da, Aro- da, there's, but then there's a. Is there a little one? It's good that we're car journalists and we know this. Yes, uh, we have it at our fingertips. I'm actually going to cheat and look at the set website. Yeah,
1: I was going to say it's, you're going to go on the set website, and I'll quickly go on the what's the other website?
2: I'll Okay. So I know it's Arona is the small one. It's basically a jacktar, Polo slash Ibiza. Then there's the Ateca.
1: Oh, the Ateca, Ateca. or is it a Tica? And,
2: and then the the, the Tabasco, the Tarako yes. is the is the biggest one, the seven seater. That's basically a Skoda Kodiak. Is it? Or a Volkswagen Tiguan Plus? Is that what it's called? The big Tiguan.
1: Tiguan should Plus. I, I
2: reviewed that one, and I can't even bloody remember.
1: Me. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, Skoda has the Enyaq, the Fabia, Scala, Octavia. The Scala. I forgot about it. they still doing the Scala. Well, it's on their website; it's still for sale. Wow! Yeah, it starts at uh, twenty thousand sheets. It's got a ho in their words, not mine. It has a host of features and numerous elements <laughs> that define the exceptional levels of comfort and advanced driver assist technology of the Scala. Anyway, wow, that's snappy. Well, yeah, great
2: copywriting. Octavia,
1: there. which we know about the yeah. Octavia Estate, the superb, superb hatch plus. Uh, but where are all the ones with the K? Oh, Camique. So K A M I Q. Oh, yes. Isn't that a sexy yeah. top that women wear? uh mm. <laughs> okay anyway um okay the camisole oh they yes. think the Karok, k-a-r-o-q yep. the Karok. yeah crocodile k- yes and then they've got the kodiak which looks at a flash mm, the same the, as the the big fella yeah that's the big one and is mm. there another one? no that's it so it's there's three there's kodiak there's Karok. And there's Kameek. They're too similar. Way too similar. Kameek. Kameek. This is my wife, Kameek. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: um, well, this just in, the seven-seat Tiguan is, in fact, called the Tiguan All Spice.
1: All Spice?
2: All oh, Spice?
1: <laughs> I was going to say All
2: Spice, and then I thought, no, I'll say it properly, but then I, I, I stumbled between It's called the All Space. Oh, okay. Which is written as all one word. Al-Aspache. Um The The T-Cross is the smallest VW... Crossovery thing, and there's the T Warrack and the Tiguan and then the Tuareg But the one I've forgotten is yes. the Tigo.
1: Taigo?
2: which which I realise you don't see him around very much. I think is a sort of coupe-ish T cross.
1: Do you know? what I've never driven one. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, sure you'd I'm, remember if you had. I'm admitting the chinks in my armour now as a as a motoring journal, but. We have to admit, ladies and gents, that we can't drive yeah. everything because oh, more cars are launched a week than you realise. <laughs> An unnecessary yeah. large um, amount, actually. But um, yes, It's unnecessary, isn't it? Just stop it. Um, it, it last I checked. I although, it'd long. be nice. Can I just have a word with car manufacturers in general? Here's just a, hmm. just a polite message. Hmm. Car manufacturers, OEMs, etc., etc. Please, yeah. please don't launch shit. Stop launching shit cars. <laughs> yeah. right, if you if. think they're average and shit and they're not bringing anything yeah. of any particular interest to the market, just yeah. don't. Just don't. I mean,
2: yes, you get to the final sign-off, you know, management, ride and drive, whatever it might be, and you just go, I think this might be a bit shit. Just just don't do it. Yeah, please don't. Spare don't. yourself and everyone else. Just um, if, if, something that might be up your strata, though, is I, I was reading... Um, the, the week that the next passat is going to be estate only
1: oh my word my brother i must tell my brother i've got g unit on speed dial
2: <laughs> what so that he can wait 20 years before yes he that's the second hand one yes on scrapyard tires
1: yes he would uh, <laughs> are you still nursing the mark four TDI. Yeah, I know. He, I saw it. That picture keeps, you sent me. He keeps looking for a Passat to replace it with, but he just can't oh. find one that's quite right. So ah. he's uh, yeah, he lives in hope. But uh, oh, that's, that's good that's too. I estate, thought he lived haven't?
2: in Lincolnshire. But, um, okay, well. Um, <laughs>
1: Ah, that was a terrible glass time. half empty, Gregory Smith.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. The good thing is, we can slag off your brother to our heart's content because he doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh, no, no idea.
1: <laughs> so, no, we doesn't, just, just doesn't start care.
2: giving out his mobile number a digit at a time. <laughs> like next week, the third digit in Greg's mobile
1: number <laughs> and see how long <laughs> it takes for someone to tip him off. He'll, ki- he'll, he'll kill me. <laughs> he, Although he, he doesn't answer his phone anyway, so he just go, out. it's just another person <laughs> trying to sell penis pills to me or something like that. <laughs> not interested sorry mate doesn't he have his own business though what yeah to he does have he his... Answer his phone he just he just waits and he knows people are really desperate if they turn up to his unit and they go I've been trying to get hold of you for weeks I really want you to look at my son he goes yeah I know and he'd be like okay I'll put the kettle on because he knows they've already got through the initial phase of um, oh he's like a, a serious. Cl- yeah yeah my brother's that guy he's that guy wow He's the opposite of an Instagrammer. The absolute opposite. (laughs) He's not. He doesn't want your attention at all, ever. He's got
2: dignity. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, um, on that note, we should probably bring things to a close. Um, But before we go, I have three things to tell you. Uh, One, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Slater Fate Show, in which he goes to outdoor (laughs) village events and rudely criticises them. Uh, This week he's in (laughs) Jackson calling their spring fair total shit. (laughs) If that's Slate not to your taste, there's always, the <laughs> there's always the late break show. Oh. Lots of excellent videos about cars and people who love them, um, which is hey, uh, just, just great stuff. I, I, I Just go and watch it. Uh, yeah, the second thing I've got it. to tell you is uh, we have merchandise, uh, and it is uh, all available on smithandsniff.com forward slash merch. will take you to a link to our Shopify where you can buy T-shirts and mugs and stickers. Um
1: buy a steam rally wrong in uh, little decal if you've yeah. got it, would be nice to see one on a, on a on I'd a, love to see one in the wild Yeah, I'd like to see one on a Bugatti Chiron <laughs> or yeah. a, well, a McLaren if you, SLR if you
2: have got any of our stickers on your car or anywhere in fact um, they send, us a, send us a picture, we'd love to see them uh, yeah. hello at smithandsniff.com is our email address for that or, or ta- any other business that you care to bring to our attention
1: you can tag us as well on um, Instagram Smith and Sniff ah. on Instagram, ah. where I believe photos are king. So if you do, <laughs> have, if you do have a picture of, your, of a sticker on vehicle, uh, do let us know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, vehicle. well, there we go. So yes, uh, smithandsniff.com forward slash merch. Go and buy one of our t shirts or other items, please. Uh, and the third thing I've got to do is that Bruce Springsteen's Dancing in the Dark video. Was directed by the man who also directed Scarface.
1: Really? Yeah. I always say really because I'm I'm always I surprised. Well, I enjoy the fact you say really. You don't just go yeah I know. No, unfortunately, I don't know whether it means I'm unintelligent, but lots of what you say I don't know. I don't know. So therefore, <laughs> well, yeah, well,
2: they're pretty. I mean, they're pretty arcane facts. I wouldn't expect anyone to reasonable to know them. It's not like I'm pulling them out of my head. I do sort of the things I run across in day-to-day life. But, yeah, that video, is, it's, a, it's weird because part of it has got it's him performing on stage and he pulls a woman out of the audience and the woman is Courtney Cox.
1: That's right, a very young Courtney Cox. Very young
2: Courtney Cox. Yeah. I,
1: was, I was watching Bruce Springsteen's video, uh, I'm on Fire, which is one of my favourite Springsteen tracks. And... Mm. I, lyrically, I can't decide whether it's creepy or not. I'm hoping it's not because that might taint my love for it. But mm. it, it's all about him fettling a, a, an attractive lady's Thunderbird, isn't it? Which, which is not a euphemism. It's, it's <laughs> not a euphemism. <laughs> it's an actual car. It is. I don't know. It's uh, an actual car. Yeah, that's. Uh,
2: and I, think I think the keeps... trouble with dancing in the dark is that you're going to bang a shin on a coffee table <laughs> if you're not careful. So something the boss <laughs> neglects to mention in that song. Yeah, Bruce well, has I always Coyle Cox got... had uh, very mottled lower legs because of uh, too much dancing in the dark. <laughs>
1: ah, fuck's sake! Bruce Springsteen's got a damaged collarbone, so he's just he's now doing a one one armed <laughs> tour because he just took his own advice. What an absolute goon! Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> cracked his cracked his torso. I
2: want some shelves um all right well that's quite enough of this absolute song.
1: i always change it to prancing in the dark because i think oh. just be a little bit more theatrical but no one will see you because it's pitch dark
2: that's one of those songs where if you're from a part of the country where you would say dancing dancing in the dark sounds rather weird to me
1: well, Craig Revel cause... Hallward, is it, from uh, Strictly Come oh, Dancing? He goes, yeah, yeah. Dan- dancing, la- darling. Dancing, dancing. Dancing. I'm going to show you dancing.
2: There's an extremely fabulous cover of True Faith by New Order that Sophie Ellis Baxter did. It's brilliant. Really? Really good cover. Yeah, and, you know, it's just one of my favourite songs, and I'd be quite snotty about anyone trying to do a, a cover version of it, but she absolutely nails it. It's fabulous. But um, she, at the end, uh, the the last... Uh, verse is the lyrics are now I feel you've left me standing in a world that's so demanding
1: Yes, but because
2: Sophie Alice Bext is quite well spoken she says demanding but then obviously she's not going to say in standing because that would be weird so, so she just she, she throws the rhyme away effectively because she goes now I feel you've left me standing in a world that's so demanding um. and I was like why did you not just say demanding for the purposes of the song she can't, it's, I
1: mean, it's her upbringing no, It's at stake. She's too posh yeah
2: anyway um this
1: really is well we've we talked about stop. more music than cars this this cast and I, so i must apologize yeah. but people don't come to us for that do they no well who knows i don't know and i've had a complaint yeah. from someone saying that we don't see on that side of things enough anymore so
2: oh, okay well we will try and do that more next week on that side of things. we will but until then thank you ever so much for listening goodbye thank you please bye you know just what to do.
1: Like and subscribe Crap. and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe Crap. and review. You know just what to
2: do. Like and subscribe and review. Booyaka Shack. Yes, I think that's a Skoda, isn't it? The Skoda Booyaka Shack.
1: Oh, that would be is, uh... that would be a really that would be a fast-backed, very pointless SUV. Yeah. Um, I'm getting really sick does. and fucking tired of fast-backed <laughs> SUVs. Yes, that's awesome. Because, they, they, I mean, genuinely, <laughs> nobody asked for this. Nobody.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more